Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. All right, let's get into our Bible lesson. We've been looking at God's Word as a foundation um, for us to be successful this year, to prosper, to be a blessed and be a blessing. And turn your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. He says, you must therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. I pray that as you have been seeking the Lord in this season, may God take over this year and may he go ahead of you and do wonders in your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But you see, he's saying here that endure hardness or hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the first things, soldier, I mean, when you're, anyone is enlisted as a soldier, is the goal is to transform their minds and change them from their thinking as a civilian to be a soldier. And if we are in the army of the Lord, if we are part of the kingdom of God, God's goal, God's plan is to take us and help us to think and process things the way he does. It's so important. And, 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 and you see, I mean, when you look at anybody, any athlete, any soldier, any, any athlete that is doing well, you will realize that they've gone through strenuous training. It's, it's not child's play. Anybody who competes for mastery, he says, must compete lawfully. One time, we, paid, we, paid, we, we, we visited the Olympic Center here in, here in the Springs, and they were telling us and showing us the training that these athletes go through and their discipline. You see, Christianity is discipline. The word disciple itself has the idea of discipline. If we are going to make it this year, we must be disciplined. They told us these people exercise four hours. Then they watch what they eat. Their thinking processes. They take them all things. Throughout the whole day, they are conditioning them for that race or for that competition. And you see, whether you realize it or not, you are as if you are a child of God, you are already in a fight, you are already in a battle. You are, and, and the good news the battle has already been won. But if you are going to make it, one of the most difficult battles you will fight in this life is the battle to stay on God's side or to stay with the word of God. He says that any soldier does not engage himself, entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. How many of us want to please the Lord? Is it only me? All of us want to please the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be awesome today. <laughs> he says that we do not entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life. We want to please the Lord. But we must endure hardship. We must be disciplined. And we must focus on the word of God. The word of God must be our foundation. If we are going to make it. One time somebody came to the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 8. Go with me to Matthew chapter 8. Thank you Lord. Matthew chapter 8. He says in verse 5. He says now when Jesus had entered Capernaum. A centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, As surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. 
And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. That same hour, this centurion recognized. Again, you see, you, I mean, imagine a soldier who's active and fit and does not report to duty. It's big, big problem. <laughs> we have a number of them sitting there. You ask them, they will tell you what will happen if they don't show up when they are supposed to show up. So, 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 this man comes to Jesus and says that, look, Jesus, my servant is lying at home, sick of the, I mean, almost at the point of death. Please come and do something. Please do something about it. He didn't actually say Jesus should come. Jesus responded and said, I am coming to your house. I will come with you and heal you. He said, no, 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 you don't need to come. I am also under, I have people under me. I recognize authority when I see it. Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, wow, what great faith. There are different levels of faith. And if, you, if we are going to make it, our eyes must be on the word of God. This year, if you are going to make it, we must speak in line with the word of God. He says, speak the word only, and my servant, my servant will be healed. The great, one of the greatest battles that you will fight in this life is to be able to consider God, who you are working with, and you don't see him from a physical standpoint, but he has given us his word, and you are faced with a circumstance. There is a goal, there is a dream, there is a vision that you want to see in your life, and this thing is standing between you and what you want to see, and the word of God says this, whose report are you going to believe? Speak the word of God only, and my servant will be healed. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter what comes up this year, make a decision that even if you don't understand the whole thing, you are always going to stay on God's side. Always stay with the word of the living God. Speak the word of God only. Let the word of God get into your heart and let it come out of your mouth. The temptation is to speak what you are seeing, to believe what you are seeing, which is contrary to God's word, and to speak in line with that. But no, like this centurion, seven, centurion, you get to the place where you said, no matter what. Because, you know, it's going to get more difficult in the world. But it's the people that are going to make it are people who are going to make a decision that you are going to speak the word of God only. And always side with God. You see, so many times people will say, I'm waiting for the ideal time to, to do what you know God is telling you to do? Sometimes, I mean, it's a uh, feathering your education, a business you need to start, your family, things that you want to see change, certain things that you know you must do, and you keep putting it off and waiting for the right time. The right time, uh, as you seek the Lord, and you get that leading in your heart, begin. To do what he's telling you to do so that you can enter your inheritance. You see, there's, there is a certain plan called the cactus. And that cactus plant, but one of the characteristics of the cactus plant is it can survive in dry places. You see, as it gets more, as the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ draws closer and closer, Jesus talked about distress on nations. As it gets more difficult, I can assure you by the word of the living God, that is when the church of the Lord Jesus Christ tries them all. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
that as we cooperate with God, may we see his hand at work in our lives. I said, may we see his hand at work in our lives. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. The time to enlist in God's army is now. The time to serve the Lord is now. Let's make a decision this year and say, Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I will serve you more and more than all the prior years of my life. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God, make a decision that you are going to yield your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have a relationship with him and your relationship with him is still and cold, make a decision that my Lord and my God this year I will be on fire for God more than ever before. I see God raising up an army. Sometimes it may seem like nothing is happening. Sometimes you can cry and say, where are all the heroes of the past? But the heroes of the past in God were people that yielded their lives to the Lord and cooperated with him to see the glory of God manifested in the earth. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, oh, God took ordinary people. He has been doing that all through the ages. In his time, he started with ordinary people like fishermen, accountants, tax collectors, and took their lives and did something with it. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, don't ever count yourself out. He'll say, I am yielding my life to the Lord. Lord, take my life and do something with it. And I can assure you by the word of the living God that when you do that, God will take your life and he will do something with it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My God. But you see, God has a, 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 a promised land for each and every one of us. When he called the children of Israel, he told them he was taking them to a destination. He had a plan and a purpose to take them there. Notice what the Bible says in Numbers chapter 13. Thank you, Lord. Numbers chapter 13. God is taking us on a journey this year. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name. That may you yield to the Lord. In Numbers 13, 23, it says, Then they came to the valley of Escol, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grace. They carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranate and figs. The place was called the valley of Escol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land which where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. The King James, Christ the King James says, An evil report of the land which they are spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land which devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, that the descendants of Anna came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. Two people, they, they all saw the same thing. Two people came back with a different report. You see, when you are walking with God, don't be afraid to be, to, to be in the minority. I'll repeat it again. When you are walking with God, don't be afraid to be in the minority. 
Because the world goes in a certain stream that is totally negative and against the word of God. God said, I have given you the land. They went, and when they came back, ten of them said, look, you don't know what we saw. <laughs> we saw giants in there. Did God tell them about the giant? No. Why should he tell you about the giant? There's no need. If God is with you, the giant don't count. We saw giant there. We cannot take the land. He says that the, the people, the land, I mean, he says that it eats up its inhabitants. Now they are even taking it a step further. And, 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 and saying that the, the, the land eats its inhabitants. If the, if the land devours its inhabitants, would you have come back? You are just adding on and looking at the giant. <laughs> they say that the cities are strong, fortified, very large. And the land devours the people in there. They did not consider God. They did not consider his power. They did not consider his ability. All they saw were the giants, and then they spoke negatively. Remember, speak the word only. The word of God has to be your foundation. That is a fight. Because sometimes in your family, in your life, in so many aspects of your life, what you are seeing is contrary to the word of God, and there is the temptation to speak in line with what you are saying. What you are seeing. But I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Always consider the word of God. The goal, the dream, the aspiration. You see, God, whenever God tells you to do something, it will usually, usually be bigger than what you can do. Because if it's something that is very easy to do, um, he will start you on baby steps. Things that you can do normally, but as you grow to a certain point, the project that God will give you will be bigger than what you can do. Because when it happens, that he can take all the glory. You cannot take any glory and say, I did it in my own power and I did it in my own ability. The way they saw themselves is the way that people saw them. How you see yourself makes all the difference. How do you see yourself? Always see yourself. You see, Canaan land is a type of our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Always see yourself the way God says he sees you. They saw themselves as nobody. And people that cannot defeat the giant, the Bible says that that is where the, the people saw them. Always consider God and his word. God is bigger than any giant, any force, any power that can come against you. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world. He's greater than any test. He's greater than any trial. He's greater than any temptation. The greater one lives in you and he's there right now. Count on him and his word. Oh, but I like Caleb. It's one of those people when I get to heaven, I'll look for him. My God. This was somebody who, these people delayed him for 40 years in getting to the land. Later on, when he eventually got there, Joshua came to him and asked him, Caleb, how are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm doing all right. He said, give me this mountain. Give me my inheritance, the land that I went to spy. Give it to me. I am as strong as the day that I was sent to go and spy out the land. Give me my inheritance. Notice his confession. When the people were saying that they were giants, he was saying, Caleb said, that, no, let us go up and possess the land for we are able to overcome it. 
and the people are bred for us, their defense is departed from them. He is considering God. The people are considering themselves as grasshoppers. In, in Numbers 14, he says, Only do not rebel. Verse 8 says, Numbers 14, 8, If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. You see, fear blocks initiative. Fear will keep you from your promised land. Fear will keep you from entering what God has planned and purpose. He said, God is with us. The people are bread for us. Bread is something that you feed on. That's why I like Caleb. He feeds on giants. <laughs> he feeds on impossibilities. The people are bred for us. What are you going to focus on this year? Speak the word of God only. One. Make a decision that you will not entertain fear in your life. The people said they were going to stone them. Oh, but thank God. God described him as someone who followed the Lord. And I pray that this year, make a decision to follow the Lord. In Numbers 20, 14, 24, it says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him, I'll bring into the land where he went, and his descendant shall inherit it. My servant Caleb has followed me fully, has followed me fully. My servant Caleb, he has followed me fully. This year, make a decision that you are going to follow God fully. You are not going to serve God half-heartedly. You are going to serve God fully. Lord, whatever you show me in your word, I will endeavor to do it. Whatever you show, in your, show me in your word, I will speak in line with your word. No matter what comes up that is contrary to your word, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord delights in me. He loves me. He's on my side and he will give me the land he will bring me into my inheritance nothing is going to stop me and stand between me and that which god has ordained and planned and purpose in the mighty name of the lord jesus this year i will see a difference in my family this year i will bring many to the lord jesus christ this year my lord and my god my financial life will turn around the sickness the disease that the devil that, that, that the doctor said is incurable in the mighty name of the lord Jesus, this is the doctor's report, but I believe the word of the living God. And in the mighty name of Jesus, as I speak and cooperate with God, as I yield my life fully to the Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, there will be a turnaround. Amen. Oh my Lord, I thank God for his presence. Speak the word of God only. Maybe there is a situation, an addiction, something that has gone on for so long, it seems like it will never change. Oh, I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, that with God, all things are possible. I said with God, all things are possible. Set your heart on the Lord to follow him fully. That generation only Joshua and Caleb and the people that were 20 years and under entered the promised land. All because they will not believe the word of God and speak in line with the word of God. This year, for those that will fully follow God and his word, the year will be different. Set your heart that you are going to follow him fully. Caleb, he has a different spirit. Don't be afraid to be in the minority. As you totally yield your life to the Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see God transforming your life. 
nothing will be impossible unto you. God delights. Healing is available for us. The, the new birth is available for us. Being prosperous, that's available for us. Being a blessing, that is available for us. Your family being blessed, that is available for us. All these things, the Canaan land belonged to them or not? It did belong to them. But did they all enter it? No. Only the people who sided with God entered the promised land. Make a decision. Oh, and I see in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter, no matter the difficulty, no matter the hardship, you are a soldier in the army of the Lord. You will endure hardness. You will endure hardship because ultimately you know that God is with you. You will discipline yourself. It takes discipline. The enemy shouldn't be more disciplined than Christians. They shouldn't be more disciplined than us. No. I pray in Jesus' name that you will enlist in the army of the Lord. Amen. Amen. One time, a company of people came against Jehoshaphat in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 talking about things, the battles the things that, the challenges the difficulties, I am speaking to somebody who you are at the point of almost giving up don't give up God will come through for you, I said God will come through for you one, one time in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 Thank you, Lord Jesus. To win and to walk in victory, you must locate your enemy. The Bible says it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are Hazazan Tamar, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set, set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. Before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers. Are you not God in heaven, and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God? Can you genuinely say that God is your God? Who drove out the inhabitant of this land before your people Israel, and gave it to the descendant of Abraham, your friend forever. And they dwell in it, and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name's sake. If disaster come up, comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and say. Let me just pause here. If you are experiencing any form of disaster, if you are experiencing any form of disaster, salt, pestilence, or anything. Maybe you brought it on yourself. If you cry out to the Lord, God will deliver you. We serve a merciful God. We serve a God who will deliver. There's a certain man, his, his, his name is at link letter he for a long time was a close friend of Walt Disney the one who started Disneyland and he had a, a great show on, on CBS TV and a radio talk show called house party for 25 years and he called it a variety of shows he used to make people laugh and cry and do all this in very successful person when when they were dedicating Disneyland he was there with Reagan and Walt Disney and all, they dedicated their place from a worldly standpoint he was successful 
But one day, disaster struck home. His 21-year-old child, Diane, just jumped off a building and committed suicide. Because he was addicted to drugs, to LSD. But while he was holding the child, the dead child in his hands, he remembered and said, had I been more dedicated to my family and to the church. At one point, he was sold out for God. At one point, he was all out for God, but when he got successful, he forgot God and put God on the side. But after that incident, he returned to the Lord and thank God, God took him back. And he went about now testifying. He started traveling as an evangelist and started testifying all for the Lord. If disaster comes on us and we call on the Lord, he will hear and he will say. No matter what the past is, let the past be gone and gone forever. And start this new year afresh. And say, Lord, my life is dedicated to you. He said, had I taken my daughter to church? Had I been more involved? But when he turned around, God took his life and did something with it. And he said, in life, there are four things. Now, he, now he's preaching. There are four things to be successful. He said, first, we must be humble. He says, I was ruined because I was prideful. Second, we need to persevere. We must persevere even if we encounter hopeless situations in our lives like losing a daughter. Third, we should not lose heart. Even if we are faced with difficult and impossible situations, we must take courage and live our life. Fourth, the most important thing to him was to seek God's guidance. I pray in the name of Jesus, may we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, God has blessed us so much, but he has blessed us so we can be a blessing. Don't let the blessings of God take you away from God at any point. Be disciplined. But let's go back to my friend here, Jehoshaphat. He began to pray. And he said that, look, God, you give us this inheritance. Verse 10 says, Second Chronicles 20.10. It says, Now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you will not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. And notice what he says. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of our possession, which you have given us to inherit. Ammon and Moab you see, when the, when the first person reported it in verse 1, he said, a great, uh, Moab and Ammon came against him. And then when they came to him, they weren't sure who he was. But when he began to pray, he located where the source of the issue was coming from. And if you read the history of Ammon and Moab, they came from Lot. When Lot escaped from Sodom and Gomorrah, he went into a certain place and he only had two daughters. The wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. So the two daughters made their father's drunk, father drunk, and these girls were very wild girls. They raped their father. And through that came Ammon and Moab, very, very, very wild generation. But when the children of Israel were possessing the land and were fighting, they said, you leave these people alone. They are, they are part of the stock of, of Abraham, so leave their land alone. And now these people, the children of God, have settled in their inheritance. And now the Bible says that they've come to cast us out of our inheritance. Joseph has said, no way. You see, the things that God has provided for us, sometimes the enemy comes against us to kick us out of our inheritance. Imagine, you see, we have to be like that aggressive spiritually. If someone, a, a robber comes to your house, God forbid, these days we have ADT, we have all these security systems to try to locate them before they get in. 
and record. But if they came into your house, they knocked on your door and said, look, we have come here to take you over, to take your family over. You will put up a fight. You will put up a resistance. The same way from a spiritual standpoint. If the enemy comes against you and to try to kick you out of any inheritance, you say, no, you are not coming here. This is what God gave to me. This is what God has provided for me. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you are not having my marriage. You are not having my children. You are not having my finances. You are not having any aspect of my life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you have come to me from a natural standpoint. You have come attack me from a spiritual standpoint. But I'm taking the battle to another level. I am engaging God and his power. You are not about to keep me out of my inheritance no you put up a fight you are trying to torment my mind with negative thoughts with depression no in the mighty name of the lord jesus my mind is my mind it's not a it's not for you in the name of the lord jesus i have the mind of christ devil take your hands off my mind right now in jesus mighty name You've come to kick me out of my inheritance of a peaceful mind. Ah, you are endeavoring to put sickness on me. No, my body is not meant for sickness and disease. I am on a mission down here. My body is meant in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, for God to use to raise others. Now get out of my body now. Ah, you are not going to take me out of my inheritance. No, no, no. Fight the good fight of faith. Your body will be screaming. This is, this, is, this is where the issue is. No. He took the battle to God. And God said, My Lord and my God. God said, You do not need to fight in this battle. I am taking over this battle. The enemies that you see today, you will not see them again forever. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Jehoshaphat did not look at the enemies that were against him. He considered God and his word. And the Bible says in verse 17, he says, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them, for the Lord is with you. And in verse 20 says, So they arose early in the morning and went out into the battle of Tekoa, into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in his prophets. What are his prophets saying? His prophets are speaking the word of God. Speak the word of God only. Agree with God and his prophets. And you will prosper. And thank God they did not need to fight. All they had to do was to praise. And God took over. I see God taking over your battles in the name of Jesus. Your, you see, your enemies may not be giants. I mean, if you are looking for giants in the air, I mean, I mean, maybe you see a basketball player who is very tall. Your enemy every day is not a basketball player. A physical giant. <laughs> or Ammon and Moab. Their descendants may be still being there, but that's not what you are faced with every day. The challenges, that the things that you are confronted with. Oh, believe God and his word. And you will make it. Three vital keys. Let's take those. That you and use to be able to make it this year. Speak the word of God only. Speak the word of God only. 
to commit to a lifestyle of prayer. Prayer. Prayer should be to us like how we breathe. Jehoshaphat prayed. Caleb spoke in line with the word of God. The centurion uh, said, Jesus, I know you can do something about this. Speak the word of God. I will believe. Walk by faith and not by sight. Three. If you can get to the place, you've gone very far in your Christian walk. If you can get to the place where the word of God means more to you than anything else that you see, you've gone very far. That is the fight. The devil wants to keep you in the realm of the five senses. God wants to take you to the realm of the spiritual, where all your battles are going to be won, where your dreams and goals and visions, you are going to start seeing them come to fruition. He wants to keep you on this side. You make a decision and say, no, 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 no. I'm going to stay on that side and walk by faith with God. And as I walk by faith with God, things on this side will change. So long as you talk what you see, you are going to remain there. But if you agree with God and come on his side and begin to speak in line with the word of God, things will change. Okay, be disciplined. This, the word disciple has inbuilt in there the word discipline. And then praise, praise, praise. Have a song. Praise the Lord. That, this foundation will cause you to be able to make it. Take, the, take your goals, your dreams, and make God first. Put God first in every goal, in every dream, in every decision. Train yourself to ask yourself, what does the word of God have to say? What does God's word have to say? Whose report will you believe? I choose to, re to believe the word of the living God. Stay on God's side. Always stay on God's side. And as you stay on his side, God will come through for you. As you endeavor to obey the word of the living God, I am so excited. Oh, my Lord and my God. In the wilderness, in the dry place. Oh, that is when the church of God tries. And thank God you are part of the church of God. Thank God you are part of the army of God. And as we press on in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see you going from glory to glory. I see you going from faith to faith. I see you going from strength to strength. I see you going from victory to victory. My Lord and my God. Which side are you on? Ah, my Lord and my God. I see a company of people. We are on God's side. Oh, no matter what the world says, we are on God's side. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, like color, I see you entering your inheritance in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I see God, everything that he has ordained and planned for your life for this year, as the word of God is your firm foundation, as you seek to please the Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see you entering your inheritance in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God has taken over your battles. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Refuse every evil reward from the enemy. He said they've come to cast us out of our inheritance. No. Ah, but notice what he said. Our eyes are on you, oh Lord. As you keep your eyes on his word, as you keep your eyes on the Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see God helping you.
Our eyes are on you this year, O Lord. We cannot make it on our own. We cannot make it in our own strength. We depend on your power. We depend on your ability. We depend on your strength. We refuse to keep our eyes on anything else. Our eyes are on you, Lord, and your word. Oh, my Lord and my God. I see God helping you. I see God helping you. Where is your focus? Because what you focus on shows up in your life. Our eyes are on you, Lord. Don't take your eyes of the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Vain is the arm of flesh. Our confidence is in you, Lord. Lord, as the age draws closer and closer and closer to an end, as it gets more difficult and difficult in the world, our eyes are on you, Lord. And this year for those whose eyes are on the Lord, I can assure you by the word of the living God and by the spirit of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, that God will turn things around. Forget about the difficulties of the past. Forget about the disappointment of the past. Forget about the past failures and keep your eyes on the Lord. Our eyes are on you, Lord. Our eyes are on you, Lord. Our eyes are on you, Lord. I am asking somebody this morning, who's, uh, who, where are your eyes? Where is your focus? I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. The enemy will try to keep you, keep you on this side. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, this year for you to overcome, we walk by faith and not by sight, not by our natural senses. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, oh, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't keep your eyes on the fear. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the word. Keep your eyes on his word. Speak in line with his word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, our eyes are on you, Lord. Our eyes are on you, Lord. Our eyes are on on you Lord our eyes are on you Lord we behold your power we behold your glory we behold what you have done we behold what you are about to do in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus your report is what we will believe our eyes are on you Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus what's going to happen to my family our eyes are on you Lord what's going to happen to my children our eyes are on you Lord what's going to happen to our nation our eyes are on you Lord ah, what is going to happen to the nations of the world our eyes are on you Lord keep your eyes on the Lord and speak in line with the word of the living God. Don't keep your eye on the fear. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And on his word. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Let's rise to our feet if you are there. The Bible says in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit to the overflowing. He wants to give you a heavenly prayer language so you can communicate with him on another level. He says, for everyone who asks receive, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, would he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? 
Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give it to your children. God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. That is another dimension of your Christian walk. I sense in my heart that he wants to pour his spirit afresh on us to fill us anew, to empower us to do his work. If you are hungry for more of God and you long to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to pray and communicate with God, the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Just pray and say, Father, fill me with your Spirit and then begin to praise Him. And as that language bubbles up from the inside, yield to it and begin to communicate with him on another level. Begin to communicate and speak out those words as he gives them to you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, ask him, say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, as I yield myself to you, oh Lord, fill me with your spirit, oh God. They were all filled with the spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gave them utterance. Lord, fill me with your spirit. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for those here, for those online watching, I pray, fill all of us afresh with your spirit. Blow afresh on us, O God. Blow afresh on us, O God. Blow afresh on us, O God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, receive a fresh infilling of the spirit of God this morning. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, God is raising up an army. Receive a fresh infilling of the Spirit of the living God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank we trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.